The following is a Talking in Stations presentation of Pando's FC chat series. And here we go. He just arrived. Fresh. I just came home. Right through the door. Uh, so let me give you guys... I think most people know who you are, but I always give uh, my guests a little bit of an introduction. Let me check. It's like set up everything correctly. Yeah. So... Uh, for those who are not familiar with who Progot Legend is, uh, first of all, has been FC in for like you can probably correct me, but like for over I would guess <laughs> over a decade. I would I would have said probably like I guess like ten years or something, um, and always um, been on the you know in the on the active side of wars in some shape or form right in most wars you were guys you guys were always um involved in some way um i don't know your alliance history but i do remember you guys uh, you were in um uh what's the ticker again i forgot uh, before test nolly seconda exactly and that's why i actually first i think uh fought you like with fleets and stuff like this um but back then, I was doing, like, uh, small stuff with, like, 20 bombers, you know, sneaking around, killing some stragglers and shit like this. So it wasn't, like, um, serious FC or anything. Yeah. Um, and that was too, like, coming up to, like, the Halloween war kind of stuff and BTEC R and so on. Um, and he's also in the <laughs> This Is Eve trailer, which is, like... That's I'm I'm super jealous about you know I want to be in in that one it's like it's kind of nice right yeah that one was interesting um I mean they just happened to stumble upon that video and uh, I don't know why they that video is 44 minutes long I don't know how they sat through it and got oh, to that particular part but you know they I, emailed me and they're like we want to use one little quote from you and it ended up being the cooler part of the video so it was nice yeah they so someone must have submitted it right that's how it worked yeah. I believe. So they put out a thingy, they asked for footage, and then someone submitted it. Probably the guy who made the footage or had the footage. And so also right now, like currently you are the one of the two leaders or main leaders. There's always a little bit of a structure behind every lines, obviously, but two main leaders uh, together with uh, Willy, main leaders of test. We have fought, I think the two of us, we fought just once recently, actually, I think. Unless I don't remember. Well, I never know who's FC and y'all's yeah. lead is. Dark so you fought in it before. Or Panda or, yeah. yeah. Well, you kind of do know. <laughs> don't tell me you don't get well, out I, things. I, I think you learned from the smart bomb trick that we don't have comm spies. I had no idea y'all had fucking well, smart bombs on. Yeah. Nobody on comms knew beside the 20 guys I actually involved. Guys and girls. Oh, right? that explains a lot. So, then. I, was I was very careful with like, how do we set it up? Not everyone was a smart bomb Mac. And we can talk about, we should talk about that in a sec, because I have that big question, like, why the fuck did you guys uh, land so late on an old result? So when, so the setup, for those who don't understand, a test was there in Hurricanes. Hurricanes are really good at trading, and they had a lot of canes, and we were in max. And before, like a day or two days before, we fucked up, and we got a, oh, maybe a week before i don't even remember i think it was a week before or something we fucked up we got a lot of max killed by those canes so i felt like these guys are going to be confident they want to land on zero and just start murdering which you know 
kind of is what happened. But I set like 20 of my guys up with smart bombs and tried to blow them all up at once. But the problem is, so if we do the smart bomb thing and you guys find out, you just whoop at range. And then what? You start trading and yeah. we can't do anything. We're just going to look dumb and, you know, there's another mech fleet in the fucking shitter. I thought it's worth the risk, though. And it was kind of funny. My guys were up for it. So um, we gave it a shot. And the situation was you guys were in system. We, guy, we were in system, which is exactly what we wanted. But you had friendlies coming and we had friendlies coming, right? So yeah. I only, I'm only interested in you guys. So I wanted to you know, get the fights engaged right away because your f- friends might just you know, shit on us and we might just lose all our mechs before you guys even have the chance to whoop on us. So I expose our fleet right away and I'm sitting there at a bad spot and I'm actually, you say spy on comms. I actually say on comms like, oh, what, what a shitty warpin, you know, just to, you know, if there's a spy yeah. on comms, he might just tell you, hey, they just fucked up. They're all untethered, you know, and I'm sitting there. Nothing happens. You guys are not warping and I'm getting nervous. I'm really getting nervous at this point. I'm like, shit, are they checking the guns? And then I don't see any guns. And in that case, you would have warped that range and we would have been fucked and nothing happens. Nothing happens. And then you guys warp, but because I was like worried you would, uh, you know, see it, I got the fleet aligned. So we drifted a little bit off our initial warp in. And then you guys warped and I expect us, you know, you guys to warp right on the result when you get it. But apparently you warp to a result that you got early from probing. So we drifted away from that. So you, you landed a little bit outside our smart bomb range. And we couldn't effectively kill everyone. And just kill like cruiser or low EHP stuff. And I don't know why. So what the fuck happens? Like why didn't we you know uh, get you on? I mean I saw you warp in and I knew like all the goon fleets weren't there yet and uh the PL fleets wasn't there yet and everyone wasn't there yet. So I was like, God, why are they doing that? That's such that's so obvious. I don't know. Like I didn't I, I'll tell you the, the thought of smart bombs never crossed my mind. But the the fact that you warped to a ping right there and just kind of sat there, I was like, that that looks dumb for you know. And then you started aligning away and I was like, Well maybe they did make a mistake. Let me go tackle them real quick. And um oh, so yeah, once right. you yeah, once you aligned away, that's why I warped to y'all. So like I you know how it is. When you fuck up a fleet, I mean it wasn't a major fuck up, it was good fun and stuff. But yeah. I felt like shit. If I if I only would have had been a little bit more patient and I just regrouped the fleet and just sit there, you would have warped on zero. But would you have warped on yeah. zero, or would you have said, mm, probably I, I was not? Very you would have warped at ten, maybe. You, I was very weirded out that you warped a, a a Mac fleet that was like half our size and just sat there. It it seemed odd. That's what me. I thought. That's why I started the lining. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I, the the smart bomb thing never crossed my mind. And when I warped us in, like, I I didn't realize. Like, I knew, <laughs> you know, obviously I hadn't run the probes again, but I didn't know exactly how far you had drifted. And like, and I wasn't even thinking about it. Like, when we landed, some I see the smart bombs going off, and I literally told my guys, I was like, we might be dead here, but uh, anchor up and overheat your hardness. Let's try and get out of here. Oh shit! You killed everything that was smaller than canes. Yeah, yeah. And I had just like, I had those anti bombers feeples. And um, like we lost all of them, and I was like, "Well, fuck!" Now not only are we gonna, if we don't die to smart bombs, we'll die to the bombers sooner, soon after. But uh, we never did. Um, yeah, there was no that fight, bombs on grid at that point. I think they weren't set up or something. No, 
and yeah, and then during the fight, I just made sure to sit inside of the bubbles. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize that that um, you know, in these big fights or these big fleets, like you you don't there's there's a lot of fog of war there, and you end up getting lucky sometimes, and you try a bunch of shit, and it doesn't always work, and most of the plans go out the window pretty early on. You just kind of winging it from there. So uh, yeah, I mean. You messed up. I messed up. It, it just it kind of it kind of goes like that. Yeah, we we kind of met in the middle. Right? Yeah, I, I'm not even sure the isk trade you won. I'm pretty sure because we killed only take one stuff and swivels and stuff like this. Yeah, we ended up killing like 20 max, I think. But uh, I mean, if goons and them had gotten there sooner and started the fight right after, my hurricane fleet was kind of combat ineffective for a little while. But it took them so long to get there that we but, were able to bridge in reinforcements. Yeah, so. For me, it was tricky. Like I knew our uh, friendlies aren't ready just yet. I was hoping they would get ready quick enough so they would could like take advantage of the situation, which is all the all the hurricanes are low uh, low shields and a lot of support is dead. Um, yeah. But like I was worried. That's why I did it early. I was worried about the hostile fleets coming in, and if they on grid, like I can't do it anymore. And then we're sitting there with our smart bomb max, and you know, getting you know how it is. You can't get the smart yeah. bomb max on zero while the fight is kicking off. We have to be the initial fight. So I thought, you well, know, that's that's the right I, time. I always, uh, I don't know. I, I've always preferred the uh I, i've always preferred bombers to to pipe bombing I, i've never been a big fan of pipe bombing it's just so hard to to pull it off because you really yeah. only got that five kilometer six kilometer diameter yeah but um, bombers alone wouldn't have done it yeah. the combination would have done it if yeah. i would have had like one more bomb squad there it probably would have done it yeah well i mean i was surprised you didn't field stukas uh you know stukas would have fucked our hurricanes up at some point during that fight yeah the problem is like which Stukas, and you should know that. I mean, Goku's yeah. are basically the first version of Stukas. Um, once the tie-dye kicks in, the, the advantage is really not that big, right? Like in a fast fight, like I'm very confident I catch any subcap fleet with a Stuka wing. But in tie-dye, like they're gonna, I'm going to get a headshot. Well, that's why Oh, no. That's mm. why I prefer to to run it in heavy tie dye fights, like an you know like a prop you know properly anchored AHAC fleet rather than the the bushing fleet, which I know you can't do anymore. But um, yeah, with twenty five, well, you can you can if you and we've thought about running it like a snake, where you have one anchor anchor ten kilometers behind the next guy in the lodge here in the middle, and you basically have three anchors and they go in a little snake, but uh. Mm. I don't know if that would be. That's know, complicated, though. Yeah, yeah. So you have like, so you assign like one busha, like you, like every group has like numbers, and then you say bush one, and then like all groups. Well, you bush all at the same time, so you don't get the you lose yeah. a lot. You don't get the whole like I'm gonna bush to thirty kilometers and bomb type thing, but at least you can reposition. But yeah, you got your second anchor keeping it range ten kilometers on the first anchor, and your third anchor keeping it range ten kilometers on the second anchor, and you're basically a little snake, you know, just going around the field. Yeah, it would would be too complicated. I mean, people always tell me like, "Oh, Pando, just have like uh, twenty five man squads." Like, come on, guys! Like, I kind yeah. of see five of those fleets. Like, one is hard yeah, enough. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people realize how tough it is, and yeah. that, that's like. That's something that's always really frustrated me about EVE Online is I, I tell this to FCs a lot of the time. I'm like, we really only ever scratch the surface of what's possible with the game mechanics because we don't like 
have time to practice and train with 250 people. Um, like if you look at the AT is a good example. If you see what the AT teams are capable of when they get months of training and they've got motivated pilots who are going to show up to practice every day, they could do all kinds of crazy stuff. The things you could do with a 250 person fleet, if you did months of training before having a fight are tenfold, you know, more complicated yeah. and capable than what we actually pull off. Most of the tactics that every big alliance uses and even the elite quote unquote alliances, they're, they're made to be simple and easy to learn so that you can, you know, have people who haven't played in three weeks show up the next day and still be able to fight. It's, um, they have to be, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I've always, uh, I, I've always wished that we could, we could, you know, find a way to train people up to do some complicated. We've tried a couple of things, but we we still have to keep it simple, and then we have to do it at like every fleet for two months before most of the fleet picks it up. And then still, we've got like a corporation that joined last week, and none of them know how to do it, and things like that. So yeah. it's um, it, it's definitely. I think a lot of people who aren't FCs don't realize what you, how you have to kind of herd a, a fleet of 250 people into doing stuff. It's it's very difficult to to kind of pull off anything other than basic anchoring and calling F1 and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think that's why you have still groups like, for example, next week I'm gonna have a Starfleet commander on who is the CEO and main FC for Volta. And it's a significantly smaller group than Init or Test would be. But they can still, like they can punch up because they're a smaller group. They have more high skilled players that are more involved, more active. So they can actually do certain things and train, train them to a degree like daily with their fleets. Um, so they yeah. can do more and be more effective with the numbers they have, right? It's well, less the main thing is gameplay. they don't have to anchor. And I, I think like the easiest way to explain people how well, they do it still. could do a fleet, uh, some do, um, but like you don't have to. And people, it, like one of the common ways to, to counter a hack fleet is to just go tackle the anchor, right? And like yeah. if you could train people up enough, you wouldn't have to anchor. You only have to do that because it's impossible to communicate to 200 people where to move their ships when they're they're moving that fast and positioning is that important but I, I mean in theory you don't need to anchor it's just it's the easier way to do it and it works more effectively than you know just flying around all over the place but i mean you wouldn't have to anchor you you could have logistics do all kinds of crazy shit you could do all kinds of crazy stuff if you if you if this were you know a sports team or you know we were actually paying these people so it's um, I, I it's a lot of the FC stuff is you know unfortunately we only ever get to to scratch the surface what what with what's possible. Well, maybe one day you know. Yeah. I mean, what we need to make cool shit possible is like activity. That's the number one thing. Like in every alliance, I believe that should always be the focus anyway. So the more you like, the more chances you have to undock and do stuff the better the FC is going to be, the better the fleet is going to be, you know, over time, the fleet members. That's probably yeah. also the main reason why you only have two or three main FCs per bigger group. Like, you don't see, like, 10 main FCs in any group because there's only so much room. If you want to be a good FC and you want to have a good FC in the top, obviously, that dude has to be active. Like, you can't just, you know, log in every once in a while and then, you know, 
you need to be in the go yeah, in the there's not a lot of opportunities to learn it's unfortunate but um there's not so yeah there's usually only a couple of fcs and then it's hard to find low stakes opportunities where you're willing to let new fcs learn yeah that's and which yeah. means you're willing to lose essentially you know so um you know i think that's that's partly a product of game mechanics and partly a product of just big groups not learning how to train their FCs properly. And no one's really good at it. I mean, we're not good at it. I saw goons are going to let their, uh, they basically gave the keys to, to Typhoon Fleet to any FC and they're willing to whelp them, which is how you do it. That's how you train FCs, but... They've got the, uh, they've got the ISK for it, right? Yeah, they got the ISK for it, they got the security for it, and they're on timers they don't really care about. So, yeah, it's, it's not always easy. Yeah, I mean, so... You're bringing up goons, like, uh, and then the the whole, you know, war situation up north. Um, I'm not sure if you even want to talk about it, but uh, I mean, you what can do you ask think? me questions. I may not give you very straightforward answers, but you can ask me whatever you want. <laughs> You're gonna give me the spin answers? No. I uh, only ever tell the truth. Well, then, I mean. What do you think is going to happen then exactly? Do you think goons are going to deploy up and do just the third-party typhoon thing? Or well, no? I actually I ha I haven't had a time a uh, chance to sit down and listen to the fireside. I, I haven't listened to it either. Um, from what I heard, and I could be wrong. Uh, if there's any goons in chat who want to correct me, it's not like it's secret. Um, they're they're coming up with typhoons and sacrileges and regular capitals, no supers. I don't know where they're going to stage. Um. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Asher's active, Jay's active, all their big FCs seem to be active right now. So I imagine they'll get pretty good numbers. And uh, it, it might like GOTG struggling only because it's a two front war, not because they don't have the numbers for it. So if goons add an extra full fleet or two, I'm not sure if um, Pan Fam will be able on the to time do zone. much. Yeah, it depends on the time zone. But they, I mean, they get pretty good AU numbers too. So uh, yeah, oh. it's, it's definitely interesting. So rain is asking. Sorry, you don't know what? Oh, I don't know uh, what logic does a typhoon fleet use. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Probably guardian. she's asking. No, she's asking because as like what I heard is they're using freak logic for them, which is oh that would make sense. That's uh something I I'm why well, doesn't make sense using because uh I I don't understand why no one else has figured this out. But like armor logic sucks. And especially medium and large armor reps, they're terrible. We don't use them for test has been shield only ever since the Lodge nerf for a long time. And anytime we bring back an armor fleet, we use our special guardian fit that has three small reps on it. Um, like because the, of the, the delay. Yeah, the delay ever since they yeah. nerfed Lodge is is unconscious. It's terrible, and I I don't understand. I guess like a lot of people aren't theory crafting it. But it's really simple to understand. So if you're up against a fleet, let's just use arbitrary numbers here, that does 20,000 DPS. The enemy fleet does 20,000 DPS. You have to multiply that by four and a half seconds. So they're doing 90,000 damage in the time it takes for your reps to cycle. So you need an extra 90,000 effective hit points on your ships than you would for some similar shield doctrine. And it's really like, three and a half seconds because usually your armor logic has a sensor booster and locks a little faster but I, I mean you need like an extra 60 to 80,000 EHP on your armor ships compared to your shield ships and I mean you 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 
design doctrines, it's not easy to find 60,000 extra EHP. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, I mean, armor, armor ships usually have a little bit of a better tank, but not that much. So it's, uh, I mean, like if they're using Frig Logi with small reps, that makes a whole lot of sense. I've always wanted to do that. We just use a, a guardian that has two tech, two large reps and then three Cinti a type small reps. Yeah. instead. But obviously the major concern is then those Frig Logi have way less EHP, you know, they're, they're basically there's... killable though. I, I mean, their their sig to their speed to sig is unbelievable. But if they're you warp in a hundred combs at range, you're just gonna blob them quicker, and you lose your combs, and then you just warp on. The, the whole logic wing is gone, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean you do you gotta, have to bring those. You got to spare hundred corn pilots. Yeah. Yeah, but like, there's there's other doctrines that can do the job that the combs would do. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I mean, they're definitely killable, but honestly, I think Lodgy are always pretty vulnerable, whether they're Guardians or they're Scimitars. That's they're all true. easy to kill. They have low EHP. If you can track them, you can kill them. Um, it's just, do you want to sit there wasting your time killing 30 Lodgy while you're losing 30 DPS ships? That is always, I mean, that's a lot of times the big question. Like when it's like doctrines, like let's say, Mutants versus Mutants, maybe not so much, but like in general, that's always the question. If you have the chance, should you kill Logi or should you just, you know, try to remove so much DPS so you can tank more comfortably? It was like that one big question in every engagement, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. What, what other doctrines do you think, like, oh, like ship types or whatever, would you love to, you know, bring back or fly that, you know, kind of isn't viable at the moment? Is there anything? Uh, I mean, uh, there's a lot of battleship doctrines that aren't really viable if you don't have a uh, capital umbrella. Um, I mean, they kind of are, but I don't know. It's uh, It depends on what capitals you're up against. But um, a lot of the battleships aren't viable because of just the hack meta. To, so, like, all shield battleship fleets are automatically out. You can't use any battleship that doesn't have a sensor booster, and you, you can't spare the mid slots on a shield battleship fleet. Um, and then a lot of the armor battleships just aren't aren't quality enough to do it. Yeah, the way that the problem with the damn hack meta, although I love it, I love the ADC. I think it was one of CCP's better ideas. But you you got to be able to to lock fast enough to where they they're not uh, sitting there just calling out all your targets and pre pre doing their ADCs and they're still doing it sometimes. Um, but you got to be able to lock fast enough, and you got to be able to track without paints and webs, because you don't have time to put paints and webs on the target. The target sees itself being painted and webbed; it knows to hit its ADC. Um, sorry, one sec. But uh, yeah, so um, I, I mean, it basically limits your options. You got to have a, a long-range battleship that can track well enough and uh, can lock relatively quickly. So it needs some mid slots for SIBO. And that basically leaves you with like your APOC and your Megatron. Um, the Abaddon, although Abaddon's a little shaky sometimes. Um, I know y'all use them, but they're much better dodgers yeah. when you have the Capital <laughs> Umbrella than when you don't. We it's had minor issues with you guys it. have. Yeah. Um, Temp Tempest Fleet issue, Macarial. Well, the Tempest um, Fleet issue is an interesting part because there's not enough supply, I think. Like last time I checked. You can't even run them in a big group. You're going to run out, to, out of Tempest Fleet issues. And obviously, uh, the price is going to go fucking high. Uh, so, yeah. Max kind of worked to a degree, I guess. Yeah. And uh, God, the Typhoons are now pretty decent. Um, 
Yeah, but so, but in a large scale fight, if you bring typhoons more than once, people are gonna get a firewall, get like, it's not that hard to counter them. It really isn't. I would say at least. Uh, Norman says, Drakes, I think all missile boards from at a certain degree, like at a certain size of engagement or war, people will be prepared for missiles. Uh, that's just what oh, it is. Yeah. If you like, know they're so, bringing missile boards. Have their their pluses and minuses for sure. Yeah. Um. So like I mean that's that's one thing we were talking about. I don't think it, it's it's too uh, revealing to reveal this, but uh, you know our, our our FCs are like, well, goons are bringing all missile doctrines up north. Like that's that's interesting, but uh, it does it does leave them vulnerable in certain ways. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, that's uh, but firewall. Probably. Right? I'm, I'm glad they're using the sacrilege. I mean, I thought the sacrilege was pretty underrated, and now that they, it, it just, it needed a little more damage. And now that they buffed heavy missiles, I think it does. So, um, yeah, we actually had a sacrilege uh, doctrine called, oh shit, what was it again? The fucking African penis fish. I forgot the name of it <laughs> because they're cap stable and they have like a medium nude, and then they have the mid slots to have scram web. So if you if you tackle something, you know, you've got a scrum, you've got a web, you've got a new it. You can do a lot of you stuff with them because they they've got so much. It's so incredible. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think a lot of people know why that is, but uh, I was on the CSM when the balance was going on. But uh, the sacrilege used to have a cap recharge bonus. So like when the hack rebalance happened, the first one, they um, removed it. They all got extra cap recharge. Uh, so that they could MWD permanently because CCP wanted to give them this MWD bonus, uh, which the one they have, the roll bonus, and then they could none of them could run their MWDs permanently. And we were like, that's pretty stupid. Well, you know, I'm not to, sure if that was MWD boats. Ah, is that a good thing though? Like that's one one of my. Uh... I generally like it, but the sacrilege. Yeah, but why is the, the Munin, for example? That the sacrilege got that plus its cap recharge bonus built into it, so you can do like it has. Abs- insane cap recharge so you can do That's anything that's lots um so you're, you're like is the perma mwd munin fleet thing a bad is bad or yeah like so munits are strong they're super strong it's just how it is and i don't the, think the cap stability so, is one of those things right things i think it's the adc like before the adc came out you didn't see munin fleets rolling around they're the same ship except they have the adc thing. no they had a no they got they got an extra mid slot when they well, even then, no, people weren't using was... units a lot for, no, for no, big no, no, fleets. No. no, not like they are but now before the ADC. When they brought, that's when everyone started flying munins. When they gave it an extra mid, I'm not sure what was the ADC in the same patch. Maybe it was in the same patch. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's the combination of things. I would say it's not all the ADC. Yeah, but you wouldn't without the ADC, you wouldn't be flying around 70k EHP, 300 million of ships, 250 million of ships. It's it's basically suicide. They're not well, they that die. much better than hurricanes. A lot of times uh, they, they die anyway. The ADC. Like a lot of times they can't ADC if you fire on lock. You know that's basically well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's how you beat them. But um, yeah, I don't think people would be trying them if they didn't have the ADC. But yeah, like I mean, that's why we're using battle cruisers in the north. Like hacks are counterable. Um, they're they're good. They're really good. Uh, being able to maneuver around the field like that is super valuable. Uh, it makes you know engageability especially in the era of capitals being as op as they are you need that disengageability that mwd hacks have um but you're right like if if you're able to lock quickly and track 
a lot of pilots just aren't capable of hitting their ADC fast enough before they take a lot of damage. And it, they don't have to die. If they hit their ADC and they only have 20% shields left, you know, that's too late. Uh, that ADC only works if you've got all of your EHP still remaining. Um, yeah, so, like, I think the MWD Munins, they're strong. MWD Hacks are strong, but they're counterable. I mean, we've been beating up on Eagle Fleets with Hurricanes just because, the, you know, Eagle Fleets, if you're going to sit there and anchor them, it, there, there's ways to counter that. And but so it's also interesting you bring up the whole like disengageability, right? So you can't get away with hack fleets, which is a more like one of the most important aspects of it. Which is yeah. also what people said why Stukas or um, Goku's would be OP because they can just MGD out and disengage. Like you know, you can't. It's not easy to pin them down. And you know, everyone's flying hex is fun. that pushing two hundred. Well. The disengageability with the boosters was a little too strong. You could, you know, no matter where you are, 200 people instantly out of bubbles, already aligned kind of thing. You'd have to kill all the command SEs in like two seconds before they do it. At least with the MWD hacks, like, you can send some tackle after them, tackle them, bubble them. They still got to get out of the bubbles. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the boost change was mostly good. I didn't. I, I mean, I don't. I didn't like the, uh, the. It was supposed to be something to disrupt fleets, not move around the entire fleets. You know, like they were. And I used yeah. it. I mean, we used it too. Like everyone used it. So. Uh, I would say everyone tried. Everyone tried. Not a whole lot of people did use it, really. Right? You guys yeah, used no, it. We used it. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Not a whole lot of people actually mastered it, and I think. One of the reasons is what we talked about earlier. Like we used them a lot and failed with them a lot at the beginning. We had to learn it first. Yeah. So your pilots, I would say initiative pilots were more trained up on boost fleets than anyone else. Exactly. In the game. Because of the repetition. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So our guys were used to it. I was used to it because I was not flying anything else. I mean, I was flying small scale stuff and maybe like a Munin fleet or a, something else in between here and there. But mostly 90% of time I was flying Stukas. So like I was quick with my decision making and all that shit. And that's you know, the only way you get it is with like flying fleets. You know, if you take yeah. off fleets, that's the only way. And I think a lot of people that then said, Oh, it's uh, super strong and tried it and then failed, which happened a lot of time uh, times with like Stukas getting smart bombed or whatever, and they, they realized hmm, it's not always that easy. Or they engage units and get completely murdered, you know. Which is usually what the outcome should be if you do engage Mulans and Stukas, but it's like, you know, they didn't have enough practice. And, you know, by the time they had a little bit of practice, the other, the hostiles probably had practice fighting us or you guys. So they were already a step ahead. So they had a, had a harder time learning than we had. That's at least what I think. Yeah. All right. So, but, so from FC style perspective, like, so I like that kind of shit, the, the bushing and stuff, which is not that, sadly. But what do you think is um, is your unique approach, or what do you think is uh, makes you different to other FCs? Uh, well, I, I mean, I know you do this too, so I, I'll I'll come out and say it since we're both on the same side on this one. But like, if you're if you're not in Pyfa theory crafting, there are a lot of FCs out there who don't actually theory craft the fleets they run, and they don't truly understand the numbers around what their fleets are capable of and all that and it, it's very noticeable when an fc takes a fight that he never had a chance of winning 
because he doesn't know that his fleet can't even break the reps of the enemy fleet. They just don't have the the, the math doesn't add up. So or the other uh, way around too. Sometimes they don't yeah. take the fight they could actually take. Yeah, I see a lot of FCs don't take fights they could win, and it's frustrating. So yeah, I'd say like there's there's a divide between FCs who do theorycraft and ones who don't. And it doesn't mean there's not really good FCs among the ones who don't, but if you don't, if you're not, if you're an FC and you don't actually, and you're not actually in PIFA learning the numbers, then you miss opportunities that you didn't realize. So I'd say there's some, there's a little bit of that, but uh, I don't know. My, my style is, oh God, that's, that's a weird question. Just wing it, be adaptable. That's kind of the category I would put you in. Like the more like, okay, let's get, let's unlock, let's get it done. And then yeah, you know, I like to try hype shit. the masses. So, you know, that's that's like a big part too. Um, uh, Vili and I are, are a pretty good match because he, he's a more methodical, um, I wouldn't say careful, but he, he's very well set up. And I do like to just kind of wing some shit sometimes. But I'd say I, I like to try different things. I like to try and uh, win with the subcaps and most you know if we can and try to avoid using capitals and supers so you know innovative subcap tactics if we can that's the stuff i really like the most so the day ccp is going to announce supers and titans are going to get removed from the game that's going to be your happy day right that would be the best mine, I've hated mine too <laughs> yeah and you know I've we only, had i've only been on the side with the super cap you know advantage a couple times you know i, I know like I fought with uh, Pam Fam in World War B and um, Goons in Last War. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, I I've been getting blobbed by Titans, not the other way around for most of my career. Yeah, and we had Asha. I'm not sure if you're aware, but Asha put out a, a post. About... Yeah, we talked about that together. All right. And then uh, Killer B was on last week uh, here, and we talked about it too. And it seems like everyone... Everyone who has a shit ton of supers and titans says, "Yep, they're fucking OP." Like well, the we FCs would, do. We would prefer them uh, be be removed. Yeah, I know. So there's a big I think problem. The line with that, members, yeah. the line members. If you, if I'm not sure they'd want their titans and supers removed, and because there's such a goal to aspire to, or whatever bullshit that is. And I know I'm I'm pretty, like I, I I'm a bad person to ask about some of this stuff because like. I don't buy ship skins. I don't have any personal assets. I don't even I, like I, when I fly a monitor. I don't even have a target painted on it to kill male whore. Like, I just care about so many different things than the the average Eve player does. It it's hard for me to to see it like they do. And these people are like, oh, I've got you know my Titans with my special ship skin. Please don't take it away. I spent six months you know grinding for it or whatever. It was my end goal when I played Eve. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's important. I just, I don't see it. I don't see what the big deal is. I'd much rather have better fights. Like, yeah. that's what the game's about. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I mean, they should realize things like this before everyone has a Titan and Super, you know? Like, well, yeah, should, like yeah. they should have realized when they bring out Citadels, they should have realized right away, oh shit, now Supers and Titans can build, be built way easier, way quicker, way less risk. And we actually buffed mining with the rock cuts and stuff. So there's going to be way more stuff coming in and people are actually adapting to that. So there's going to be way more people mining and stuff like this. So there's going to be supers and Titans everywhere soon. So they had the data. So you would have hoped 
they would see that a little earlier and then you know put the brakes on it a little bit which they didn't yeah well still. i don't know it's um people buying skill injectors to get titans buying skill injectors to get warkles to mine up for titans maybe maybe it's what they wanted you know <laughs> oh please don't don't even say that i hope i hope it's not what they wanted i don't think that's what they had in mind you know, and mistakes well, happen. I, will I just hope that I will tell you, Grath was right when he said that the skill injector and the Oracle thing was to allow everyone else to catch up to PL and NC Dot because PL and NC Dot had the largest super fleet for about five or six years or more than that, and they abused everyone with it for a while, and it caused a lot of issues. So the CCP solution was, and I told them this when they came out with it that it was misguided, and I'll explain why, but. Their solution was, if we can't balance subcaps versus supers and titans, then let's give everybody supers and titans, and that'll fix the problem. And it somewhat makes sense, I guess, if you if you don't think it, about it very hard. But the problem is, and this is why I've always hated capitals and supers and titans especially, and I've said you're never, ever, ever going to fix this problem, is that, I mean, the dirty little secret is that capital fights aren't fucking hard at all. They're easy as shit. The ships are literally stationary. There's nothing you can do once they're on the field. There are a little bit of tiny tricks you can do if you're an experienced capital pilot against an unexperienced one, but no one's fielding 200 Titans with an unexperienced cap fleet FC. So, like, once you got, once you, so you've got these big giant cap fleets and you've got two FCs that know what they're doing and you know. If you lose your cap fleet, you no longer have your fleet and being, and you're going to lose all your space, and everything's going to suck. So if you've got 60 Titans, and they've got 90 Titans, why the fuck would you jump in, ever? So these fights yep. will never happen on a consistent enough basis for people to have fun. It's never going to happen with Supers and Titans, no matter how cheap you make them. They're just, they're not, there's no skill involved, and there never will be. So... I actually I've seen some ideas for capital rebalance that would make it somewhat interesting, but they basically they they the capital rebalance they're thinking of, or not that they're thinking of, that some pilots are proposing that actually makes sense, would put once again put the the comp the actual parts of the battle back in the subcaps. The subcap battles are what makes Eve interesting because you can go into a fight slightly disadvantaged with the subcap fleet and still win through skill. You're not going to do it with a cap fleet 99 times out of yeah. 100. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of room to make plays, right? It's just, yeah. it's a skill. I mean, there's a skill involved in, like, when do you field what at what spot? But, you know, it's a and, skill. Uh, but that part, even that part is mostly down to the subcap field. Like, we, you know, when do you drop your caps to help win the subcap fight? Not the, you know, it's it's just, it's, this, the subcap battles are what, makes the game more fun they're the kind of battles that can actually happen every day you know, e even if it was just dreads and carriers and they got rid of supers and titans you still wouldn't see well you i say that I think all the alliances i think you would see it more often than i than i was about to say because a lot of alliances would adjust without needing to worry about replacing supers and titans and building supers and titans with the amount of isk that the major blocks bring in now i think we'd see dreads and carriers become pretty expendable so yeah you'd probably see some dread and carriers pretty often yeah I, even then, i'm pretty you know, sure like, i mean if i got 200 dreads. dreads and you got 100 dreads 
you know I'm going to beat you if we get our dreads on top of each other. There's not a lot yeah. to that. Fight. Well, unless I'm long-range dreads and you're short-range dreads. Yeah, right? yeah, there's some good things there. <laughs> then but, you um, could do something, but you're still stuck for five minutes, so... Yeah. yeah. You so, might just I mean, if they can find a way to get Supers and Titans off the battlefield, or if they can find a way... I've seen some ideas that would kind of... But, so, behind Supers and Titans... Uh, supers yeah. and titans are the faxes so let's not remove supers and titans that would be I'm, i just said it as a joke obviously that's not even an option it is not on the table will never be on the table right supers and titans will always be in the game but yeah what about faxes right you could change faxes completely in my opinion no, i've all anything the faxes well, are so, relevant no they are relevant though because then if you field 100 titans and i've got 100 dreads I could feel the hundred dreads and say, oh, I might just if I if I make you like reposition a little bit weird or like some bumps happen stuff like this. I could feel my dreads in a good way and trade favorably. So then, in a scenario where you don't have a hundred titans or like let's say you just feel twenty and you get set up, that's twenty dead titans potentially. But yeah, even but if we only get again, three, four, these... five, six, we still trade well. So these fights aren't and these fights aren't complicated. So like let's say they do get rid of faxes and that exact scenario comes up. It's not gonna be like some kind of shocking surprise to me, like, oh, I fielded a hundred titans and I fucked up and I didn't consider that I would lose twenty of them. There's just no there's no complicated skill there. You didn't do it. No, there you isn't. You just dropped a hundred dreads. So I'm not gonna put a hundred titans in that situation. If but you, what you'd basically my be argument, doing though. is balancing titans out of the game, which I'm all for, but just realize like if you take facts out, no one's going to use Titans against 300 Dreads if they're going to lose 30, 40 Titans doing it. They're just going to field 300 Dreads or well, of their own. Then Titans just become, they're out of the game, which is fine. You know, what, exactly. That's what I was saying. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's not even that bad, is it? But like Titans yeah, still have that uh, option to then you know, escalate like, on top of it and say, okay, they fielded yeah. all their Dreads. So now we can field our Titans to re uh, wipe out those Dreads. Maybe it wasn't all Titans, uh, all Dreads. So, you know, they, at least, I mean, it opens up the, the whole thing a little bit, at least. And Titans wouldn't be the number one, you know, go-to tool for everything, which is at the moment pretty much the case, right? Yeah. And, um, and it's a, it, we're actually having issues with our Titan pilots because they're like, we bought these things and we, we rarely get to use them against, like, even yeah, when we drop the same them, issue. everyone just runs. Well, everyone's got the same issue because, like, you need yeah. them because if you don't have them, you're going to get blobbed by Titans. But try to use You them. know, you can't have a UALX or an X47 every month, so no one gets yeah. to use them. It's you, just, it's you want one every month? No, <laughs> you sure no. don't want one. Yeah. Like, once yeah. a year, twice a year, I think everyone can Fuck appreciate that. Never the... again. Ah, come on. That. Like, if you have Dude, it's part to, of the story, though. Right? I shit you not. I went to get Taco Bell. <laughs> I went. I was cooking during uh, X forty seven. Like I was literally cooking between fucking uh, target calling on the. I, I forgot. Was it the first or second? I had to take over target calling from Shines because he was disconnected. Yeah, it, it's or some a shit. joke. It, it like yeah. they're cool fights because of the story the end, and exactly. everyone involved, but like they're not fun. Like let's yeah. not. Let's not. The fight itself. There. I'm not saying the fight itself. I would love to. You know. I have again, but to miss that part of the story, it would be a little bit of a shame too, right? I mean, it's the same with your million dollar fight. 
that was actually your fault that like so many people showed up and it was the tie-dye that it was like that was the heaviest tie-dye i've ever experienced and then obviously the whole fighter bullshit and ugh, stop it uh, i mean it was kind of interesting yeah. and i actually you know uh, it was one of the first uh, tweets i ever put out or retweeted or whatever it was you uh, with the million dollar fight and i and i thought actually <laughs> oh eve gets some attention from the outside which is great you know what i mean uh we, we need more yeah. of that so like you know but it's a bummer that this fight with all that hype behind it then turned out to be this you know uh what do you call it shit show uh, you know? yeah it's if you was... can use slideshow more like it yeah exactly you know with like i don't know that was the heaviest title i've ever seen and you know that's because of the hype it had so it's a little bit of a shame but what you're gonna do yeah well i i mean like ah i mean the mechanics could go somewhere where we wouldn't have the i I don't mind a big three thousand four thousand person fight every now and then there is if you can keep them around 2,000 to 3,000, the server actually works all right under a reinforced node. Yeah, it's slow as shit, but like, at least things are dying. And like, um, I've been in a 4,000 person fight before that even worked. Um, so like, if you can get the mechanics in a place where supers and titans aren't the end all be all of everything, and you know, subcap fights are happening regularly, and then you have a 3,000, 4,000 person man fight, yeah, I'm okay with it every now and then. So, what, like, what if CCP figures out a way to uh, get around the whole tie-dye situation, and then suddenly we can have fights, no matter what size, there's going to be no tie-dye, no leg, no nothing, and everything runs just perfectly. Then, then no one is, then no one will ever feel their Titan fleet. If, you know, <laughs> Which is good, Even in right? UALX, you field your Titans and you're like, you know, because of tie-dye, the worst it could go, we'll lose 20 to 30. But like, God, if there was no tie-dye and you're like, shit, if I fuck up, we're going to lose 300 Titans. Like, Yeah, I don't think anybody would ever field them. Well, actually, in UALX... Wait a second, ULX was that the final timer? I forgot. It was. Mm-hmm. It was a no, we were anchoring the Keepstar. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a ballsy fucking move. Um, I mean, actually, did it anchor? You could have docked, I would guess. Yeah, you could have docked, sure. No, it was uh, it was an anchoring Keepstar, so we knew it was going to die as soon as the Titans are fielded. But, um, but we needed something. We needed something to to get them to fight us in USTZ with our Titan fleet in an advantageous position that we could hype our pilots up. Like we had to confront their suit. And this is the problem with the fucking meta. We couldn't beat them because they were using their supers at every fight. So to win the war, we have to confront their super fleet at one point. So we have to find a way to do it advantageously. And this is why, you know, this meta sucks. Basically we had no fights for a month and a half. And then we had UALX. And then the war was basically over. And so that's why I said if the mechanics were differently and we had fights, you know, all the time and then a UALX, I'd be okay with UALX. But when you got no fights because everybody's just dropping their Titans on everything that moves because Titans beat everything. And, you know, the only way to stop them dropping their Titan fleet is to drop your own Titan fleet. It it sucks because after we won UALX, they didn't use their Titan fleet again. 
and we dropped Titans on everything, and they didn't fight us. Like, we had, like, I think I put a post up on Reddit after X47. I was like, you know, I'm glad to have won the war, but let's not forget that these mechanics are terrible. We just had, like, one of the biggest wars in EVE history, and there were no fucking fights. I mean, there were some, but not nearly as much as there used to be in the old wars. Yeah, I mean, you remember the times, I'm sure, when there was, like, an unspoken rule, or probably in some alliances uh, pretty much spoken, is that you don't feel supers, titans, or any caps without subcap superiority, you know? So only if you have more subs on field than the other ones, than your opponents, or you have the control of the grid, only then you would field your supers and titans, you know? I know that's how we did it. Forced, obviously, also because uh, NCPL were, like, super strong and um, usually in the area. So if we would get I mean, tackled... I think... I, I think the, the best example is, and this is why I'm trying to get to CCP dev. I wanted a CCP dev to be in our fleets a couple of weeks ago. And like you guys, it, when you had your super fleet in, um, what's that system? 7RM. 7RM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you drop supers and we wouldn't even bother to like hold you down. What's the point? You know, we can't do anything about it. You know, we're just going to lose dictors. Well, you kind of did. Yeah, you kind of yeah. did whoop in like a shit ton of dictors. That's when we wept the Yeah, I mean, we did for buttons. a little while, but we stopped. Like, I, I mean, we could have we could have held you down much longer, but what's the point? But like, we feel that subs... Your super fleet with impunity, basically. We have no way to counter it. It's yeah. just, it's ridiculous. But we feel that subs only for that one reason that, you know, you feel bad having people formed up in a subcap fleet that you don't ever feel it because, I mean, we were outnumbered subcap-wise, but we had supers and titans. So we all, we knew, like, if, if shit goes... So we can feel Super Titans and have the advantage. Yeah. Um, you could argue that that's the only reason why we feel it subs in the first place. I mean, otherwise we would have been heavily outnumbered. So, um, and that's the only reason why you couldn't just brawl us and you know well, go for it. Yeah, it, those those Supers and Titans could be carriers and dreads though, and I think we'd have a better shot than against the Supers and Titans. Yeah, that's true. Like the, I would yeah. love, so we had original plans to, uh, besides the Hurricanes and Feroxes, like we just introduced Serbs, but we weren't. It wasn't supposed to be Serbs. It was supposed to be a battleship fleet. But when you guys had your Titans in in uh in theater, we decided not to do it because battleships are just too slow, and like we'll just eat lances. Like they they nerf bosuns, which is great, but lances still exist. So like it's not that even hard to bosuns eat though. No, you don't yeah. need one boson. You need two. Right? You need a yeah. really low sig kind of fleet to tank bosons. I'm not sure what the math is actually. I did the math on some doctrines, not on all of them. And I know there's at least a couple of them that need 1.8 bosons to die. You know, that's your entire fleet dead if you get caught by two Titans. Two Titans are not that rare. And you can set it up. Two yeah. good pilots, they can hit those bosons all day, every day. So, you know, some doctrines are still very vulnerable to bosons. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a tough situation. Like, I mean, Supers and Titans have always been oppressive, but at least from 2012 to 2014, they were basically just grid holding anti-capital ships. You didn't lose your subcaps to them the moment they hit the grid. Now, like, if you don't have your subcaps off the grid in 20, 30 seconds, like, you're fucked. Like, you, yeah. you don't. Happened to us just yesterday. Right? No, we're not flying Stukas all that much. Like, I'm trying to hunt with. Uh, kickies mostly right good dps uh not that easy to hit and stuff like this so 
they've got some good advantages. I'm thinking about Tandem and Kikis. I'm not sure about that, but you know, looking at it. Yeah, but yeah, that might be a, one little know. one little fuck up. You know, I warp onto that rock and a friendly dick the bubbles. That dude was tackled anyway, but hey, someone had to bubble us, right? And then yeah. boom, uh, supers jump in and you get just swarmed by shit. You know, and those fighters are just on you so quick. Yeah. I mean, you know. people. I know a lot of our guys complain because they're like, it's easier to respond with supers than it is with subcaps. I mean, that's the the real joke is that it's not only capitals aren't just better than subcaps; they're even they're actually easier to use and respond with than subcaps because you don't have to worry about forming a fleet, make sure it has enough logi and getting it on Titan and doing all this stuff. You just say, hey, everyone, untalk your capitals and jump in. You know, not that big yeah. of a deal. If someone's primary, yeah, we can just, you know, just feed some faxes five minutes later. You know, The side out changes is, are a little interesting. Because, um, I mean, technically, if you if you were able to, if you set it up right, you know, you could get them to jump in some capitals and then kill their recon. And maybe they don't have one ready, another one ready right away. And you can jump some it, dreads in. And, yeah, I don't know, but, it gives room for mistakes. That's for sure. Yeah. I know. Yeah. After they proposed the Sino changes, I thought about um, whaling in a double Sibo armor Lokis, and they're not the best fleet comp. But I'm like, they can lock Sinos like in less than a second <laughs> in volume, so maybe that's all you need. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had that before, definitely. People, I mean, yesterday was it yesterday or two days ago? I think it was yesterday. We actually fought you guys, and it was like not your time zone or whatever, and you feel it only Hordreds. It wasn't uh, UFCing, but I don't, I'm not sure who oh, it was. It's all defense. I have no idea. I don't even have. But that's exactly what happened. Game. So we have a sign right above. You guys feared your uh, dreads and carriers at range, which is usually what happens. Our sign on hip is going to be primary at some point, but these caps they warped over. That's a that's a little bit of a mistake. So I waited. Till enough of them warped over, and then we killed that sign on the on those dreads and put a new inhib up, and then we killed actually one or two dreads or stuff like this. So you know it gives room for mistakes, which is great. But yeah, I mean also sign inhibs, they're a little bit too weak, aren't they? Um, you know, you, oh, there's yeah, no way you keep them they're... alive. Yeah, you can't keep them alive. They're they're kind of pointless. And they're not they're I mean, not they're, overlapping. They're somewhat useful to like force. I guess you got to force them in. But um, force them to do some. I don't know. They're not that great. I, yeah. I have to. I'm glad you said. It. I have to explain that to our FCs all the time. They're like, "What if we use a Sino and hip?" I'm like, "Guys, that it'll be dead in ten seconds. You're not." You're yeah, not just because it's We actually yeah. did some stuff with Rodivas. Like in obviously Rodivas are usually they used to be uh, they should be armor tank, but we used them in like Kiki fleets or also Stukas before. Yeah. So they can spool up and you get the most effective armor rips out of those, you know, three, four guys. So you can tank them on shield and armor. And we had some success with it. At least we expanded the lifetime of inhibs to a degree. So yeah. we managed to get some kills to, with it. I wanted to use a couple of faxes with capital hole reppers. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. I mean, the, the biggest problem with the, the Sino inhibs isn't that they have no resist. Well, the biggest problem is no resistance, but they also only have ten thousand shield and armor hit points. Yeah, it's the structure. So like, you, you can't even you can't even rep them up enough, even if you do have enough reps. Um, just the whole reps are too weak. Yeah, the whole reps are too weak. They take up too much cap too. Yeah. So what I thought maybe you could do is something drone heavy. So you have a doctrine. Let's say sacrilegious. They also have fifty uh, 
50 cubic meters or whatever it is uh, uh, for drones so they would have one set of uh, mediums so you could have those all in structure bots and put them all on the inner that would be a lot of there would be a lot of structure, structure yeah there are holy shit um that's interesting uh i mean i even with effects, I, I would argue. I don't know if you have enough rep power coming out of that. I mean, you don't. But yeah, it, I didn't. I didn't do the math on 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 sacrilegious, but I'm. I was just thinking, you know, that's the yeah. Even in facts, I mean, facts have bombs on it. It's better than nothing. Like anything that buys you a little time. Yeah, if it, if it makes them use ten carriers instead of five carriers, and that's making them commit more, and it takes longer to get, you know, ten carriers. So yeah, like oh, they, you know, these whole reps, these capital whole reps aren't. Terrible. No, they are. 788 really points for a second per yeah, rep. And the cycle time is so long. Oh. They take ages and stuff like this. Yeah. So even one of facts, you're probably better off just fielding like a heavy set of tech two hull bots. Yeah. It's probably more rep power. Well, I, this, I mean they, they just they have no resistances. So like this fax is pushing out like twenty three hundred whole hit points per second. Well, you know, that's only it's only mitigating 2300 dps that's like two carriers it's nothing yeah so i'm i'm hoping they they're gonna introduce like tech 2 or maybe faction inhibs or something like this yeah. you know so tech 2 has a, yeah. maybe a couple of resists maybe the faction one has a quicker anchor time or well, longer range or, or maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you can overlap global inhib something like, i don't know it um i'm, I'm all for uh non-combat support roles for supers and titans you know, what we also tried was to spread inhibs out on the grid. Obviously, it's bubbles. You have to see it like a sphere around them where they inhib. Mm -hmm. uh, and because the anchor range from each other is 200 and they only have like a 100km uh, radius, they, you know, you can't cover everything. There's always going to be holes. Right? But the few times we did it, with like some scepters that burn out to certain spots and stuff, we actually had some good success. And it was actually um, Darkshine's idea to, you know, give it a shot. I mean, everyone probably saw it right away. But he said, like, hey, let's let's see, maybe we can do something with it. And we actually did. So um, I believe, like, if we had, like, faction in hips, for example, that would overlap to a degree. So you can cover, like, make those holes even smaller. That could be a way to do it, too. Right? But then you need the yeah. skill for each pilot to set those up quick enough to then take advantage and you know there's a lot of things that need to you know work on and one inhib placed wrong you can't just you know scoop it again and replace it you have to kill it and then you know it's like it could be a headache too but there will be a chance that's all we're asking yeah, we'll for see. as fcs right opportunities yeah, more opportunities yeah more i don't know more, lower stakes maybe more consistent fights it's it's I, I don't even know where to go with it oh i wouldn't even say lower stakes but yeah i mean in general that's my number one uh, thing i'm asking for the like the csm or ccp is like more opportunities for content creation right if there's yeah. more more of that and citadels are in the way of that the soft system is in the way of that um and then Supers and Titans are in the way of that. Those are the three core issues, I believe, that I keep talking about and stuff like this. And I know yeah, you had well, a take on the soft system 
just the other day, I think I heard you say something about it. What was it on the, like the, the you were on the meta show on the so was it on the meta show or somewhere else you were on one of the shows and you were talking about the soft system and when they f first introduced it or they brought it up you were on the csm oh and yeah I was on you the CSM thought oh it's a great idea came out. well i had just read about it like two hours before and before thinking i mean i didn't have time to think about it too hard it sounded like a good idea and i still think like I agree. The concept isn't bad. They it needs more iteration. I agree. Um, it, it's definitely in. I think it's working okay now. The uh, if it had a little more work, it might work better. Um, maybe less nodes, but more percentage per node. Make sure they don't all spawn in the same fucking system. That's what kills it more than anything is is the randomness of it. I think so. Um, my take on it is always, I think there's too many nodes. I think there's too those many nodes. Too. Yeah, and those nodes run out too fast. So nobody in any FC position is going to ever have the time or the, the yeah. willingness to engage and fight for one of those nodes. I'm all there's for seven advantages. I'm all for defensive advantages, but I think they have too many at the moment. I think it takes the defenders complete nodes too quickly. And the ADM advantages are too strong. I wanted them, more than anything, I want them to have the advantages of ADM. So basically, the ADM 6 uh, advantage would go to what ADM 3 is now, and then it'd scale down from there. I, I think the ADM 3 advantage is fine. That's the most they should ever have. Um, I think the defenders should take two to three minutes longer to complete a node and then bump the attackers up to compensate so it's still the same scale from ADM 3. To but, down, so um, that would at least make it eight minutes to complete a node from spool up, which gives you some time. Yeah, um, I would say you need like twenty minutes. So, if what there's I less wish, nodes, yeah, then you can play around with that. Clock yeah, too. yeah. I wish there was just three constant nodes, so you know there's always three nodes. So any FC you want to do the node war, you know there's three of them, right? So in your mind, you first of all you have like a a little bit of a battlefield in your mind and you can make plays and say okay we've got one node here we so know there's one here like and they've got then another one there an interesting thing is like the old soft system with sbus on gates kind of worked like that it's just it's they were structures that had no rep cap and you could just kill them really quickly so like there's like we saved during the halloween war we saved a couple systems by dropping dreads on the sbu rather than fight their super fleet on the ihub and like, I don't even think you need to to spread it out in the constellation anymore. You just need them on separate grids. So, yeah. I mean, I'd be okay okay for three or four nodes in a in a single system. I think the constellation thing is a nice was a nice idea to spread fights out, but I don't know. Like, if you got if you limit the number of nodes and you got to figure out how they're going to spawn in the constellation, it becomes really random. Like this morning. We're fighting GOTG, and um, I prefer to go after constellations that have a large number of systems because it, it opens up opportunities. Yeah, but then you, you get, get unlucky like stuff. we did. Like the Ada, the Declan constellations are fucking massive. Um, 8S28, or the SB constellation where 8S28 is, has five, 11 systems in it. But this morning, three nodes spawned in the same system, and there was only six nodes available. And then GOTG just moved their fleet there and camped it. And they got it up to 80%. And I was like, well, we're fucked. 
So yeah. So like what I was thought, like when they first announced it, what I thought they would do is you would have notes. And if you hold the control and you have the majority of nodes, the timer would take down. The timer is depending on like what the ADM is, you know, especially for the for the attacker. Uh, so basically saying like it can only take so long for Intosis fight, basically, if you have control, right? So you're not running, like you're not negating each other's progress all the time, which has happened before too. And then there's no fight happening, but like... That's the complaint, at least for the last fight, I think, up in, uh, up in Tino, that there was 1,200 people, but nobody fought, actually, because nobody can afford to actually fight, because they're going to be stuck in a fight, and then, you know, the Antosis that war is still going on. That is the problem with the Antosis thing, is, as it is, because you do uh, end up... Um... You do end up avoiding fights so that you don't get stuck in a situation where you're losing the the uh, nodes because you're stuck in a fight. Yeah, and that's why the claws, the fuzzy claws, were so fucking strong. Right? They would just zoom around, and you couldn't field anything with less than 100k EHP because you would just get alpha anyway, even more than 100. Like if you have 100 claws, they have 2,000 alpha, I believe, or one point something. So you need some solid chip to actually toes, and it was just too much, right? So I'm happy they nerfed those. Um, you know, still I believe interdiction notification on scepters. I'm not a big fan in general. You know, I think if you have, if you interdict it, you shouldn't have any guns. As much or as people hated it, as much as people hated it, the solution they came up with kind of works. Like the uh, the tackle scepters, the four ones that still have interdiction nullification, they suck. I mean, they're just terrible, so they're not really good for combat. Yeah, like, we have some you can get around kind of work, super safe. but yeah, well, you know, I don't really care about that. I'm all four things that make the game more casual. I think, I think you could make Eve ten times more casual, and it'd still be the most complex game on the market. There, like. I'm all for things that make it, as I get older, you know, like when I was in college, I didn't give a shit. I just skipped class and played Eve. But like now I would really prefer to only have to play Eve, a, you know, like three or four days a week and a couple hours a day and not feel like I'm falling behind. So I'm, I'm all about being able to travel anywhere in Eve with uh, virtually no risk, <laughs> as gay as that sounds bad as that sounds like. yeah i mean and that that comes down to do you think like if it was more casual we would have more players and you know i think more players would already you know solve a lot of problems in eve actually if we had well 10 eve's times one of those weird eve's weird as a video game and to me it's the only video game where the more people that play it the better it gets every other video game just starts to suck the more people that play it because it just gets more you know, more That's casual. Kind of <laughs> devs start fucking catering to all the the normies. It's uh, but Eve, like, because it's you know a sandbox and there's no rules and you can shit on people. I, I mean, if three million people, three million more people started playing Eve, it'd just be three million more noobs, you know, seals for you and I to club, basically. Just it'd imagine. Just yeah. So no, that'd be awesome. Let's let's just dream for a second. Yeah. Let's say the Hadian thing you're aware of, right? They come out with yeah. the Hadian thing and they say, oh, the tech is ready. We're going to implement it. Tida is a thing of the past. And like, go ahead, fight with 10,000 people. There's not going to be any lag or any Tida, you know, first step. And then let's say Project Nova, which comes out in like 20 years, maybe. I don't know. 
right? <laughs> I'm not sure if they actually work on it still. Yeah. But Project Nova like fucking hits home and it's like super hyped. And from Project Nova, a shit ton of people come over and then suddenly you have like a million people playing Eve and you don't have any title. Just imagine that one. That would be crazy. We wouldn't even be able to talk anymore. We would be so busy killing shit all day. Like, uh, nobody would be uh, having the time to complain about the soft system, superstars, or anything, you know? And that would be beautiful, wouldn't it be? <laughs> and then we would just roam around in, like, full fleets, you know? Let small-scale roam, 250-man roam. That yeah, would be... it would Um, it would definitely be interesting. I, I think uh, CCP would need a lot of corporation and alliance UI improvements and um, quality of life improvements to help organizational but uh, I'd be all about it. But yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know, like, people think that, I guess, like, CSM, you know, like, some people get mad because they feel like the no blocks get members on the CSM and then do things that hurt the game but help their alliances, but it's, or, you know, any anything like that where people worry that, like, the no blocks and the, the big name FCs don't care about the health of the game. We absolutely do. I would love. I I am 100% committed to trying to get more people to play Eve because, you know, I'm I'm super competitive and Eve is my best game, and I I want more people to beat. Like it's of course <laughs> I want more people to play Eve. Um, I mean, so far, yeah. I had a lot of different people on uh, by now, and every single one is passionate about the game and wants the the game to be just good. You know, and I be, I truly yeah. believe CCP wants to, the game to be good too. So we're all on the same page here. Right? Yeah, I mean the the Team Talos stuff is promising. That and is I true. Think, I I think the last few days or the last week has shown just how powerful these regular changes can be. I mean, I don't even think I, I, literally everybody is coming out with a, a doctrine that uses heavy missiles. And I mean, in reality, they're probably not. The heavy missiles got a five percent damage buff. They're not that, you know, they're not that much better than they used to be. But everyone's willing to try them anyway. Like, I mean, these constant changes are, are helping out a lot. GOTG fielded a Drake fleet today. We've got Serbs. Uh, How did are they go the anyway? Boy, but nothing with missiles. Oh, they they dropped caps and then forgot to protect them, and we killed the caps. Um, but you know, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, I don't know. I never, I didn't, I didn't see anything about yeah. it. I just knew there was Drake's being fielded, and yeah, we were having an eye on it. Great, I, I loved forgot. it. I loved, I loved seeing it. It was awesome. Um, but like, I mean, if if just one little five percent damage buff to heavy missiles has made literally every alliance in the game introduce a heavy missile doctrine, then think about all the things we could do with constant changes that are actually smart and sensible, like the ones Talos has been coming out with. Or if they actually come out with a capital, you know, adjustment or a, an adjustment to citadels or an adjustment to to Antosis warfare, like these, yeah. these not, minor little changes are nice. Um, but uh, I'm they've got me optimistic, and if they hit the big stuff within the next six months, uh, you know, then that's, I think we can turn this ship around. That's what I'm hoping for too. That they make some significant changes, and I think Blackout is one of those things like gave me hope in terms of okay they're touching bigs that they're not too afraid to you know make big yeah, moves Blackout was the a bad way idea. it turned out it was ballsy yeah yeah i like that they you know they no, approached like they it. Tried it i was exactly impressed that they tried it exactly that's exactly my take on it and i still believe there's a middle ground there give us a 20 second delay and boom 
all the bottles and nulls mm -hmm. are gonna be so fucked and they're like hunters are gonna be happy with it 20 seconds if you are in a super fast moving doctrine you can warp through a system potentially in 20 seconds right I just, so i don't know, you know. I, I just I care so little about that part of the game. I, I just, I don't it's know. activity. I added in 10 years. I don't wail. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's activity, though, right? And that's it what is we activity. need. No, I know Daily it's activity. I know it's important. It's just not the game I play. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's the but, game I, I play, mean, if they hit, if they hit some of the big fight stuff, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, server performance, I don't think they can do much without uh, introducing a completely new tech, like the Hadian thing, you know. Or something. I don't think there's well, much think performance you can the squeeze. Server works well enough for two to three thousand people. If they would just um fucking, if they'd make the mechanics cater to what the server is capable of, then I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. I what do you mean? Like, Split the fight up. A, as fun as an unlaggy six thousand person fight would be, I'm not sure it would be. I think you would get tired of it after a while. You remember the um? Were you ever? Oh, I don't think in, so. Uh, the, I disagree. Well, Come on. Maybe. Hold on. Think about this for a second. Were you involved in the uh, the high sec battles over the perimeter Asbels where it was just no. Ferox and Ferox? I looked at it though. It looked fun. We went. First couple we fights, in. people were like, this is fucking awesome. No capitals. We're just warping the zero. 400 battle cruisers are dying every fucking time. This is great. By the sixth or seventh battle, once we had min-maxed it, oh, both sides had min-maxed it, and each side had a cache of a thousand Ferox, and it was basically you just sat at zero and broadcasted targets, and whoever ran out of their cache first lost. <laughs> By the sixth or seventh fight, both sides' FCs were like, this is the most boring thing I've ever done. We just warp at zero, and I broadcast targets for two hours. And there's and, nothing complicated about it. Like it was stupid. And the like, attackers should have. wanted to stop. I fucking hated it. I was done. And that's why the deal was made. I think it's a. Yeah, that's it's why a the deal disgrace was made. Of no a one deal. wanted to do the fight anymore. <laughs> I want to be quite like super honest, but I think that perimeter deal is a disgrace because that's as close you can get to a blue donut as you can get. And I think I'm disappointed in some people that they didn't say like, no, 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 let's I mean, not go that far. Uh, it's it's what's interesting about Eve. I mean, we had the deal while we were fighting Fraternity. It was technically a pan-fam ally. We have the deal with goons right now, and goons are about to deploy up north and be on the opposite side of the battle with us. It's a... Yeah, but that deal in, includes everyone. That's the problem. There's no sides in that deal. It's pan-fam, legacy, imperium. It's, it's, it's not yeah, pan-fam. It's just horde, it's horde test and goons. Well, and then Horde is splitting their profits with NC and PL, and you, you guys probably... Do I think I pretty much know they are? And I know that Goons are splitting their profits with the rest. Well, if Goons are Maybe. splitting their profits, and they're... they're, they're are, are, are you seeing money from the uh, Perimeter Keep Star from Goons Cut? I can neither de deny or confirm any uh, okay. uh, any in transfer, but trust me, like, I don't know. I don't know if we would start a war about it, but uh, like we weren't happy about it. If nobody would pay us for it, uh, we would be mad, hundred percent. That would be that would be shit. That would be a shit deal. And I also see us as one of the groups that would actually be a pain in the ass uh, to deal with in Isaac. Right. So I think you guys should be like interested in you know not having that happen. I guess. Baltram, oh, Baltram trying to start a war here. 
What is it gonna be like a freak one on one in a in a thingy side, Baltrum? Come on, you gotta grow up, grow your dudes, and and start a real war. Oh, I love saying that to people. They're like, "Why is there more content?" And I'm like, "No one's stopping you from starting your own alliance, man. Just get you know 400 people to join you. They'll join your fleets, and you can make all the fucking content you want." <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I want to see drop uh, people drop titans. Yeah, I know. I mean, we all want to. Yeah, I mean. Just go to the I just see love people, people drop are like, they feel like the FCs are like having some kind of conspiracy where we none of the FC we're like we're like some kind of fucking secret cabal that's preventing you guys from getting content because we're you know I don't even know like why the why the fuck would the FCs not you know create as much content as they possibly could you know, so it's not like we're we're holding out on you guys. That's actually a funny. So what I've got on my list here is the the whole discord thing i know you've talked about discord before discord changed the game to a degree yeah. so let me like let me see let me um explain why as this is a connection here right i believe before discord every alliance had their own little thing you know some used irc another one just jabba and maybe some you know, maybe CVA used ICQ. I don't know, right? <laughs> but everyone had their own little a tool, and um, that way, having connections with, like, for example, the two of us, we wouldn't really easily be connected and be able to talk to each other, right? It's not like I could just go into the talking in stations Discord, which is usually if you, if you're looking for someone, a lot of people are on there, right? So I would just come with you over there. Here. It's way so, I mean, easier it's a, to get in contact. So and Before talk to Discord, each other. Uh, Skype was the most popular coordination tool among oh, yeah. FCs and Alliance leaders, which obviously has its issues. But I mean, technically it worked. I mean, whenever we had a war, we got everybody into a, a group chat in Skype. Sometimes we'd use it for voice. It's just not like Discord made everything easier. Like Skype was, was a little rough around the edges. And like once you got Discord there, it just became so simple to get groups of people together and quickly coordinated. And then once everyone starts using it, they understand how, you know, the standard practices that every alliance uses. It's like World War B was when Discord came out and we were like, Lenny was paying any alliance he could find to shoot goons. And we just invite him to the Discord, uh, spend five minutes explaining to their FCs what the plan was and boom. They were able to join fleets the next day and be perfectly coordinated. That was never possible before. And um, it, it's just, it, it made everything easier to, to coordinate. It's easy to start up a new Discord server and generate roles and do all that stuff. It, Skype was difficult. I think um, Goons had a spy in the coordination channel the uh, for the Halloween war because you couldn't like, you know, divide things by roles or anything. So that one of the FCs in the coordination channel was was flipped by goons, and they knew everything we were planning the entire war. That that wouldn't be as easy to do in Discord now. Still possible, but it, you know, now if we do a coordination Discord, you get the the super important people in one channel and the other FCs in a slightly lower channel. You know, you're able to divide the information up a little bit. It's easy to pull anyone in the voice. I mean, you 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 do this all the time. Like, I mean, all FCs do. You know, if you got random alliances that never work together, but you realize you're all there for the same fight. Yeah. You're like, hey, join this Discord chat real quick. Let's all jump on comms and coordinate, and boom. It's like it's global FC chat at the snap of a finger. 
It's it's but, so it's very yeah. useful. Like my take on it is more like the hostile groups. Like so, for example, we're at war. No matter how long we're at war, in two thousand, let's say two thousand eight, nine, ten, we wouldn't have a means to communicate with each other all that much. And I know you are one of those guys that just likes talk, like convo someone and just, you know, shoot with like some, you know, whatever, shoot the shit, you know, (laughs) and just like throw some words out there, see what you get back. And uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And, um, you know, they like, so back in the day, that wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. I mean, you could have always convoed in game, which, you know, you did also before, but you you didn't have that contact. So you, the, this PGL guy, I wouldn't know the guy at all. So it's way easier for us to have like a grudge towards like this PGL guy or be it Vince from NC or be it Killer B or be it whoever it is or headliner, right? It was way easier to have that grudge a little bit going. But like, for example, what I'm doing, I'm talking to like, we are all kind of uh, the so same. you think because... Discord's made it easier for everyone to communicate that everyone's friends now. No, I'm I'm not saying everyone's friends, but I'm saying it's way easier to suddenly be friends, you know, and switch, and then it's way harder to find those grudges. I mean, do you know of any grudge really that's going on be- between like FCs? It's I know not, Vince and Matani don't like each other, but that's basic. That's the extent of it, right? There's not a whole uh, lot going on. There's some grudges. I think so. Some of it might be Discord, and some of it might be that the game's just older, and you know, most of the people who are running alliances have been playing for ten years instead of five now, and they just all know each other just over the years. Like before, the last couple of years, I had never fought on the same side of goons, and now I've you know fought on the same side of goons for over a year now. Uh, I mean, we're not doing it right now, but you know, it's been quite a while and now i know a lot of goon people that i never knew before and it turns out that all all right the most i used to have one of the most public famous hate grudges for goons and we ended up working on the same side i I, you know yeah i remember that as much as it pains me to say it matani's right when the the real politique of the situation ends up playing out usually people work with who they need to work with to win that kind of thing yeah, that's that's right. I was actually surprised when uh, Imperium and Legacy actually banded together for UALX, and there's an awesome trailer to it. Like well, I just I mean, watched, rewatched the, it yesterday. Uh, before the war, like Mitani and I had to sit down and you know basically be like, "Look, you know, we used to hate each other, but this strategically makes sense to work together. So let's bury it." And we we did. And you know, so, I mean, yeah, there were still some hate grudges for sure. And like Baltrum, who is in uh, uh, in chat also, he's by the way, he's also streaming. You guys should check it out. He's like doing uh, small scale stuff in low sec. But he is like pushing, like saying, like the typical stuff I get all the time. Why is it still an Imperium? Wait, like, why don't you loot and leave? So Baltrum does small stuff in low sec. Why the fuck is he talking about null sec then? He doesn't know anything. <laughs> he's a good I don't dude. tell you how to roam in low sec because I don't do it. He's a pirate role player. There you go. Um, yeah. But like that's the typical play thing. Being a knowledgeable player, maybe he should role play that. But one of the reasons I Sorry. say <laughs> it's very hard for us to leave the Imperium is also like we work together with them. They never betrayed us, unlike other groups in the game. And we've like slowly become friends with all these other FCs, like uh, Jay and uh, Asha and like Kenda wasn't when he was still in Goons. Like he's. 
you know, that's just how it is. And then to suddenly turn around and say like, you know, that plays a role. It might not be the, the, the major decider, but you know, if you work together with someone for years, it's a different story. You're not just, you know, leaving or whatever. Especially yeah, during World War B, like, people push for it. That's a no-go anyway. When you're in war with your with your guys, they're not going to leave the, the coalition. You know, whatever. But yeah. people keep pushing for it for some reason. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't mind the hate grudge stuff going away a little bit. Eve used to have some really shady shit happen uh, because true. people took it a little more seriously than uh, they should. I don't, if, if people started treating Eve like a game again, that, that I'd say that's a positive change. That is actually true. I don't see uh, much um, people going after. You don't see it as much after... anymore, do you? Yeah, 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 that's true. What's that like? Do you have any good story? Maybe well, someone I, I going mean, like too far. I used to, I used to fucking hate goons because of uh, a lot of people used to hate goons because of Digiblast. Uh, I think it was Digiblast. I know his name is Digi. Uh, I, don't, I'm, I hope Digiblast is not the same one I'm talking about. Sorry for saying that name, but their their counter intel guy, Digi uh went crazy for a little while and there's some famous stories um i mean the most famous one is when uh he researched uh manny and um i don't want to relitigate it but he leaked private details about manny that no one knew and basically you know leaked it to the whole game to embarrass him because manny he manny had a spy in their alliance and he figured it out and even even goons had to come down on Digi and say, this isn't who we are. We're, we're really sorry. They had to apologize to Manny, even though he was in PL and it was goons and they were fighting each other. And he did that to other people. You know, there's there's famous stories about doxing and hacking and people stealing passwords and all kinds of crazy shit. The whole counter intel game in general back in the early part of this decade or last decade now. Um used to see some pretty shady shit go down. I wouldn't mind if the game got a little more casual in that regard, too. Well, yeah, no talking about it, I totally agree. I mean, I still like, I would like to have more like grudges in the, in the game, but, you know, obviously people would take there it. There are to, people... There I mean, Gigex is a good example. I would example. love to be, yeah. But, um, I don't know. At this point, I've fought with everybody. I've worked with everybody. It doesn't stop me from finding content. Um, and generally... Honestly, like once we start shooting somebody, I'm so competitive. Within a week or two, their FCs have said totally reasonable stuff, but yeah, hate because it. They, <laughs> I hate it anyway. I, I fucking hate them. I'm like, uh, look at these guys not showing respect. You know, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> you never thought bad about us, though, right? I mean, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I wish I would have wiped out. Fucking hurricane fleet on. God damn. Oh, yeah, that would have really pissed me off. Ah, <laughs> I could have imagined you know, PGL yeah. shaking his fist. And you're, and you're famous. Like, that's actually part of the introduction that I didn't even come to. But you're famous for your raging, right? And there's very. Yeah. So let me say, like, let me, let me say something though. When, whenever FCs ask me, like, oh, like, can you give me tips or can you, like, uh, you know how to FC and stuff and I'm always like never like don't rage at people unless you're funny right if you're funny and it works that might just be an advantage and in your case it's funny right so it's more than a meme more, more a meme than anything all you guys in yeah, field know I mean, he's not like, serious about it you know in a, this a moment lot of people, yes 
a lot of people who join Tess, they'll end up coming up to me after a couple of weeks and they're like, dude, we thought you would rage all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. man, that's like, you know, those are like three recorded clips in seven years. <laughs> like, yeah. You, you're, you're hearing an extremely cherry picked version. Like, I, I do rage. I rage more than the average FC, but like, and a lot of people uh, out who've never been in my fleets will sit there and I get all the PMs and Reddit comments and stuff. They're like, you're a douchebag, you're an asshole. And, I'm like, I mean, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I don't think I am. But, uh, you know, ask, ask any of the people in our alliance if they're not joining my fleets because I rage or something like that. You know, most of them are pretty aware that it's all in good fun. And, and yeah, it's not always like a joke. Like sometimes I'm pretty pissed, but like I grew up playing American football. Uh, I don't know if you see any of the movies or, you know, see any of the stereotypes, but they're all true. Uh Coaches yell at you. They, you know, they hit you. They do all kinds of shit. You, you learn to, to. That, that's the kind of environment I grew up playing competitive sports. Competitive so you learn, games, you learn better. So like, like you, you take things serious. You know, when it's a game, when it's a competitive game, like you, you get intense. You want to win. Yeah. Some people. Yeah, I, I don't like rage at people. You know, like. I don't single anyone out. Uh, well, sometimes I do, but like never like in a malicious way. Uh, it, it's there's ways to yell at people in a way that's like, come on, guys, let's go. You know, take this seriously. Get your shit together. We can win this thing. <laughs> that's one of the it's, things it's, I used to say never, all the time. It's never malicious, I would say. I, I don't think anyone's ever really had a an issue with it. I've I've only ever once. Had someone come to me after the fleet and be like, hey, man, I didn't appreciate you doing that. And I apologized to him. I said, sorry, uh, you know, that wasn't okay. Um, I, I had that before on Rocker saves. That's the, that's the shit where I, like, I don't have any um, patience. patience or understanding. Yeah. Like, you form a fleet, you take them out, and then you're out for, like, 20 minutes, and then someone's, like, paying it. Oh, my Rocker is tackled, you know? That kind of shit that just... And if it's the same guy over and over again, oh, no, I'm so close. And I actually rage at someone. Um, I forgot what what exactly happened there. But, like, he fucked everything up when he could fuck up, you know? First he doesn't panic, yeah. then he doesn't this. And that. Like, he makes everyone's life harder. And then when, like, I had, like, 70 people there formed for this one guy to save his ass, and then he has this entitled tone on like. Oh, I but I lost one of my raw cards, like as if he expects as a like I lost my shit, you know. It's like I'm forming seventy people here because you're too dumb, and then I raged so hard at him, <laughs> and I actually like a week later I went to the channel and uh, and apologized, even if I still believe like that dude like it's a it's a mindset issue. If it's a mindset that I can see, like it's it's not because he didn't know or he made a mistake, like it's his mindset getting in the way and like everyone else has to suffer for it you know yeah no That's so the i will come down some i will come down on someone hard if they are wasting everyone's time and are flippant about it um i have I, there was one guy i can't remember his name but i kicked out a test cuz i was he he was holding everyone up you know it's a 200 person fleet he was fucking up and I asked him about it, and he's like, well, dude, I don't give a shit. Fuck you guys. And yeah. I just I went off on him and kicked him. And, you know, like, it, 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 if you make mistakes, like, I might remind you about it. Like, if you're not paying attention, I might, you know, raise my voice to wake you up. But I'm not mad at you. 
you know, mistakes happen. I want you to do better next time and we'll work on it. But like, if you're, if you're doing something with like a fuck you attitude, that's wasting everyone else's time, then yeah, I will come down on someone hard. I I did the same thing to a Rorkel pilot. No, it wasn't a Rorkel pilot. It was some cap pilot back when we were in Vail. He, he jumped his cap in when we told him not to jump capitals in. And uh, we had to spend like an hour saving him and, you know, waste jump fatigue and everything. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? He was like, it's my capital. I'll do what I want. I don't care. And I, I just went off on him. And, yeah, you know, it's I, the type of stuff. Like, yeah. That's exactly the, the type of stuff. That's the only thing I really like lose my mind about, too. Like when people yeah. like they don't they don't even think about that. You know, actually, there's a hundred people in this fleet and they're all like I'm wasting everyone's time just because of your actions right now and those actions yeah. were not a mi minor mistake but you know you didn't give a shit you didn't think about it yeah yeah that's, yeah. The, that's the stuff yeah it, it's it's the when they're like i don't care about the other people thing that's that's when i get pissed yeah, yeah. so you're not even that ragey i mean more than you I mean, more I'm than average but <laughs> like, no as the test people i'm intense i was uh I, so I, I, I knew that one of the fleets this morning and the other FCs had to form it. And I got there halfway through and they were doing a fine job. But uh, after the fleet, they were like, you know, any constructive criticism. I was like, you guys did everything great. Just louder and more aggressively, <laughs> like just talk louder and say more things and be angry. <laughs> like, I was like, you know, you got 150 battle cruisers at 20 kilometers on 150 battle cruisers. That's a fast fight. You got to be intense. Yeah, uh, so it's it's just funny. Like I don't know. It's a no other game does this to me. Um, maybe I've raged in Planetside before, but uh, a, really no other game does this to me. It's Eve is just the stakes are higher. Yeah. I don't know what it is. That's why I love it. I I've I, I tell people a lot. Like you know, Eve is really not that great of a game. There's just nothing else like it. <laughs> like it's 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 got a lot of faults and it's i say that it's a great game it's you play it long enough and the faults you know they become too hard to ignore but regardless there's no other game that even remotely comes close so it, it's it's i don't know what it is but it's the game that does that to me yeah i think like that's the that's the interesting aspect that's i, I always thought maybe there's going to be another game coming out let's say star citizen or anything that might just uh, get uh, all the eve players but I don't see that happen. I don't see another game come out that's so they intense with a rich about history. Games that are gonna kill Eve. Albion Online was supposed to be it, and then no one gives a shit about it. You know, there's a couple other games like yeah. Black Desert Online has a lot of similar. So I thought it was interesting that Pearl Abyss bought Eve because like Black Desert Online has a lot of similar mechanics. But you know, it's it's not the same. I mean, not everything. We like I'm always. I don't. I don't try to be critical um, of CCP or uh, of the game in general. I just say what I think. It might be good, might be bad. But I am critical, definitely. Right? But over time, over the years, they for sure also did some uh, really good stuff, right? Yeah, I they mean, like, I'm not like... as... I'm not, I, li I like CCP. Um, there's certain devs within CCP that I won't name that I feel like are... You know, there's there's devs that are doing a better job than others, but that's the case in any company. Um, for the most part, I know they care about the game. I know they want it to be just as successful as we want it to be. Eve is probably one of the harder games to to be a developer on. I, I mean, it is impossible to balance. 
it, it is just so fucking hard. So, like, people are like, God, oh, CCP making these bullshit changes. I'm like, guys, you know, after you've been here long enough and you, you've seen, like, things that the players asked for go into the game and then not work out. And you're like, well, you know, not even the players know what fucking works. Like, nobody knows what fucking works. Like, it's a tough game to balance. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that's in the game right now that people hate, the players directly asked for. And CCP gave them what they wanted. And it sucks. Like, it's just, it, it, it's not easy, man. Yeah. And I, I, a lot of people underestimate that um, the whole problem of like balancing this game. It's the most complex game out there. You know, I always yeah. thought about making a video of like, why is Eve actually the hardest game ever? I mean, hardest game I think to it's play. the hardest game ever, by yeah. far. Because. Yeah, because I would split it up, like, for a game, like, let's say for um, StarCraft. StarCraft is a fucking tough game to learn. But there's certain skills you need, and it's like, let's say, you can split it up in three different skills you really need to, you know, be good at. Some are better in one or the other. But in EVE, you have, like, I don't know, 10 skills you have to be really good at. If you want to, like, obviously we see it from an FC perspective, right? That's what we think is probably, um, you know, the end game, I would say, um, which sounds weird, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So it has the most complex um, skill set that you need to learn. Right? It's like it doesn't stop with just game mechanics. The social part is super important too, right? Especially someone yeah. in a big alliance or big coalition, even like you are. You know, you, sometimes you you don't have to be the best FC. Sometimes you have to be the best hype man. You know, get people excited about shit. Yeah, I, I think, I think uh, that's where you're really good at. I think the most fun I ever had uh, where that was like really visible. You remember when Destiny, that streamer Destiny came and started playing? Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Started his whole corp and he was going to do things. Like he never did shit. Tons of people joined his corp because he's Destiny, but like, you know, they couldn't do anything. Like everyone, the bigger groups just came and shat on him whenever they wanted. And he got all mad about it he, on his stream. He's like, Eve's impossible. This is bullshit. It was like, <laughs> if I ever make that video, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find yeah. that. And put it, it in there. It was so funny, Destiny. It was just like, oh, Eve is so dumb. It's so unbalanced. This game's so unfair, and everyone's like, get dunked, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, he made himself a big target, obviously. Yeah, right? so a lot of people don't know that you can't. You you know, Eve is one game where, like, even someone like me, and I like to talk a lot of shit. It, I learned the hard way early on that you got to be careful what you say because yeah. you know. There's there's no nothing protecting you. Any the entire game can group up on you and sit, decide to shit on you, and there's literally nothing you can do about it. So you gotta you gotta play the game with the rest of them. Yeah, I fucked up a few times too, where I'm like, oh, okay, let me just you know bail out and not <laughs> fucking keep discussing shit or whatever. And yeah, lesson learned. Kind of yeah, it's a it's a very like. That's also no other game has like the social part of it, the propaganda, the spin, the narrative of like, and then wars over months and years and stuff. Like, I don't see any game ever, ever reach that, that depth. Yeah. You know, they, they will always die before you can even have the big, uh, big history, you know, part of it. They will always die before that. Yeah. And it's why I wish we had done a better job of keeping the history. Um, Andrew Groan's books are really good. Uh, Empire's Eve one and two. I've read both of. Well, I've read the second one now because um, I have an advanced copy. But uh, you know, it's um, 
even and he did as, as good a job as he could he's a great writer but like i read his book and i was like god this only scratches the surface of what really happened and you know it's 330 pages long so yeah. or something like that like 250 pages or something and it, it barely scratches the surface i wish we had done a better job of recording it like i'm not even sure if there's a an archive of the kugu forums and the kugu forums if you had it from 2010 to 2015 you had the story of everything that happened a lot of the old killboard links don't work anymore, you know, all that stuff. I, I wish we had done a better job of keeping the history, but it, it well, kind of becomes an oral history at this point, and it, it's interesting. Yeah, it's like, like in real life, you know, the the first tribes and they're telling stories and shit, and then they give them give them over to their kids, and the kids are gonna tell it. Uh, I'm gonna tell the stories, and at some point, the pro god legend, like he might just be a mystical fucking creature. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, come on. Uh, you know, but you know, those stories are going to get deformed and not everything is going to be just true. It's like a Game of Thrones kind of type, you know, I'm sure you've yeah. seen Game of Thrones. So suddenly, you know, Robert's Rebellion, yeah, you know, there's a different, unfortunately. No, yeah. <laughs> it, it's weird, man. That's the weirdest thing about this game is you've got like the stories and all that. And it's, um, it's funny stuff. Yeah, I I love it, though. I mean all the spin and stuff in the moment sometimes it gets super frustrating but if you take some distance and look at it and you're like mm, well played you know if people spin their little thing or whatever right uh, it's just it's just an entertaining part of the the whole thing you know what i blame reddit uh, a little bit though i think if reddit wasn't so much in the shitter we would have a better time playing eve 2 and we would have more people playing eve because well, Reddit is just a terrible platform. Oh, it's so bad. The whole website of Reddit needs to be deleted. But you know. No, I think others. I don't. I don't know what other uh, subreddits, but the Eve subreddit, it's lost. You know. Well, we were the, talking about it in no leaks. And we were talking about it in no leaks, and they're like, let's just bring Kugu back, and you know, restrict it to certain people. And they're like, basically, what you want is like the no leaks channel where everyone just reads it and nobody gets to post there. And I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind that actually. If there was like only 50 people on Eve who could talk about Eve, and no one else was allowed to have an opinion, I, that that'd be okay with me. Yeah, <laughs> which I know is awful and selfish and like you know arrogant and all that, but fuck you, I don't care. And for those who wonder, No Leaks is the Discord that uh, Sword Dragon started ages ago when he first got, got on the CSM, I think, right? And he invited like, like all kinds of CS, uh, FCs. And it's like basically where all the FCs hang out. Which is again, you know, the whole uh, Discord thing. It's way easy to, to get in contact with other FCs and leaders and stuff like this. So maybe Sword Dragon is responsible, guys. It's all his fault that we have the Blue Donut and stuff. It could be a spin, you know. I'm just, um, you know, just giving you new material, I guess. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, guys, we are approaching two hours at twenty two hundred. Yeah, at twenty two hundred. Actually, CCP is going to take over the whole um, Plex for Good uh, stream, stream fleet thing. And uh, guys, if you have any questions. Put them in in this uh, in the Twitch chat right now, because then I can bring it up. Still, we still have like eight minutes, because I want to host these guys. And if you haven't donated to for Plex to for good yet, which is one of those things they're actually done right, I think. I mean, that's an awesome kind of thing to do to say, okay, every like you can take the in-game currency you've got, 
turn it into Plex, and they're gonna, you know, put it into like, uh, what's it called, um, a, a charity thing. That's uh, like one of. I, I don't think any other games company does a similar thing, right? So um, if you haven't donated yet, you should, because it's gonna run out in two hours and ten minutes, and then you won't have the chance to. And uh, I'm not sure if you get anything out of it. There's probably gonna be like some fucking skin or so, right? So you should all donate like two thousand plex each, and you know, make sure you get one. Yeah. <laughs> I might be lying to you right now, but hey. <laughs> um. Yeah, guys, make sure you donate. Also, also, uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, man. That's unreal. What Kobe Bryant died? Yeah, he died two hours ago. Oh Almost shit! Pretty unbelievable. Uh, yeah, yeah. What? No, sorry to put a damper on the mood, but I, I was reading about it during the show. There was a, there was a time there where I wasn't talking and it was kind of dead air, and that's when I saw the news. So. And then what came first, Stukas or Goku? Goku's were first, all right. But yeah. Stukas <laughs> had a different approach to it. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I'm, then I'm a... and then the Gokus took on the Stuka approach. Let's be honest here. You didn't do the, the yeah. whole MGD trick before we did it. Right. I had I had done it before, just not like you guys are doing it. You guys are doing it more often and more efficiently. Um, there there's a there's a video on my Twitch channel of us booshing towards a hurricane fleet and then bombing. But uh, yeah, not like you guys are doing it. Yeah, I think we like on the whole Stuka Goku thing. I think it's you know we <laughs> share the responsibility to a degree. Hey. Uh... I mean, any FC who recognized how good AB bombers are, you know, that's they they gain points in my book. So, <laughs> yeah. And then also, you know what I learned there too, what we talked about earlier when I so we had snatch going, which is an armor doctrine, mm-hmm. and um, the first thought was, all right, I'm just gonna take snatch, change it a bit, and then do it with snatch. You know, would have been fine. But I decided yeah. to make it a different doctrine and then to cut it so it's not as complicated. I went to shield and then obviously you guys were running Gokus. So I was looking at your fits thinking, okay, like so that's what they're running. And then I decided to go a little bit cheaper because, you know, it should be like an all-round bomber fit. So, you know, it's easier to see and all that stuff. But then I also realized like, yeah, the signature is a bit bigger. The EHP is lower, but the survivability is way higher. And that's because of the shield reps in those right so if if yeah. your freak they, they, is they, still alive doctors pretty much have to be shield unfortunately yeah, yeah. And that's like one of those lesson, lessons i really learned uh, i feel like when we do uh, when we did the whole stukas thing and switch to it like oh yes actually they're actually quite tanky just because we get them locked quick enough and i, and I thought at the time arrogant me was thinking ah, that's a lesson i already knew like no nah, not to that degree you know yeah, that was quite no, interesting. Um, AB bombers are fun. They're they're most fun, and you've learned this. I've seen y'all do it all the time. When you're a third party fleet, or you're the you're you've got another friendly fleet there to to take most of the attention. They they're super effective as a support doctrine. They're just so annoying. Yeah. Oh, another thing on my list. How happy are you about shield slaves coming? Oh. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely need... Well, I like them being in the game, not because of the Supers of Titans. I don't give a shit about Supers of Titans and never do, but I like it because, you know, 
you could do uh, stuff with subcaps now with shield slaves. It was it possible before. Um, you can finally tank vultures if you really feel like it. You know, if you've got like a a shield AT ship or something. I don't know. You know, I like right. being in the game because slaves are in the game, so you could do stuff with shield tanks, just like you could do with armor tanks. I don't ever care about supers of titans. I will say that when they did the fax nerf, armor supers gained an advantage because you can dual tank them. You can't dual tank shield caps or shield supers and titans. And Alex, if for those of you who don't realize it, the reason it works with armor is because all of your EHP is in armor. So when you're at 60% armor and you're getting shield reps and armor reps, you all those shield they have to kill those shields that you get repped every single time to get back to your armor. Once when you're a shield tank ship, all your EHP is in shield. So if you've got 60 million shield EHP or shield or just ship EHP and 50 million of it is in shield, while they're burning through that 50 million shield effective hit points, you're not getting any armor reps because they're not shooting your armor. By the time they get to your armor, you only got 10 million EHP left. The dual reps don't fucking matter. So the arm with the fax nerfs and the and the rep cap, the armor supers and titans got a huge buff. Of course, super battles are so rare we never even really got to see it. Um, so the shield slays, they're probably a little too strong now, but shield supers needed something to balance them against the armor supers, which already, you know, they're better in small gang situations. They have utility mids, and then they got the dual tank, which they could switch to. Shield supers really only have the ability to to full tank and use damage mods, which is useful in the in the fax nerf um meta but i think we worked out the math and the dual tank was unless it's like 300 versus 300 which is of course you know how titan fights happen now but um in a lot of situations the armor supers were better this will balance it out a little bit probably slightly in favor of shield supers in a large battle but then you know once one shield supers or armor supers one's always going to be slightly better than the other and the armor supers have the advantage and hot dropping and whaling and doing all kinds of other cool stuff. So, you know, if, if armor supers are better for small gang and shield supers are better for fleet fights, I don't see a problem with that. Of course, it's easy for me to say that. I have a shield super fleet, but, you know, we, it's not <laughs> like we cared when armor supers were better. So it is what it is. Well, you guys switched at a time where everyone thought, oh, soon shield, shield slaves are going to come out. We switched, but we, we thought they might eventually do it. But we switched to shield supers because we felt like if we could ever get in a situation like UALX and we used them like exactly like we wanted to in UALX, we felt they were better at range. And um, they were better at range. So we were right. All right, so one question from uh, Fake T, aka Fobber, who's actually responsible for all the, um, the graphics and shit like this. Like he made the whole FC chat thing and all that stuff. Uh, what is PGA's opinion about the CSM voting system? Does it need a change? Like we talked no. about that last time with Killer B. You know, we actually ran the numbers. So my issue was always that the trickle down thing, like your vote counts. Like you vote for a number one guy and he gets elected, but he has so many votes and then those trickle down. And I believe they shouldn't trickle down because that gives a big coalitions or alliances like an easy, the easiest way to actually, you know, distribute their votes. And STV, I'm not a big fan STV of that. Is, uh, STV is, I mean, it's, it's a very 
well thought out system. It's not like CCP came up with it. That's political scientists who came up with it. And it's a fair system. I mean, if if you don't like goons getting not four or five members on there, then you know this is democracy. Like <laughs> democracy, like God, it's it's got such a but so reputation. It's a, not good. Democracy sucks. A political scientist came up with it. But he came up with it for the sake of like a country or a um, whatever, right? Something like this to um, mm -hmm. to vote. This is a, a little different, though. So now on the CSM, you want you want diversity of like opinions and point of views. You don't want all well, then, the same point of view. Yeah, well, democracy sucks. I mean, if you don't if you don't like the outcome, then but you can have both. But you could have both, is my argument. You could make it at least to, to a degree so that... Yes, you, you could make the outcome l less democratic, and I'd, I'm always for less democracy, to an extent. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if it gets the right results, this is a game after all. Let's not f forget it, right? It's not like we're talking about uh, like World War Three here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just my take on it. So you think it's all right, how it is? Yeah, it's... it's a fine system i mean right. i i don't i never think half of the csm is useful anyway or a lot of people who get elected but then again i i think only fc should be on there so do you think only fc should be on there <laughs> you know what i agree that if it was only fc's it wouldn't be the worst csm it would be probably the best but yeah yeah, you know you can have some there's good to have some industry guys on there for sure like that you know Probably, um, Aerith probably knows a lot about like the Oracle numbers and stuff like this. It's probably good to have that on. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the second there's an FC question and someone who doesn't have FC experience speaks up and influences the, uh, the whole thing, that's not good, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, I don't know. I mean, CSM's all right. It's, it's got its faults, but I think it does a pretty decent job as long as it's got good people on it. Yeah, well, I don't know a whole lot of the CSM guys, I have to say. I know Villy to a degree. I know Killerbee. I mean, Killerbee is not on enemy anymore. I know Sword Dragon a little bit. Same as Villy, I would guess. Um, but yeah. ESA for CSM? <laughs> no, guys, not ESA for CSM. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's see. Uh, CCP is not on yet. They should be streaming in a minute, though. Let's see if I've got one more question on the thingy. And other than that, I'm probably going to let you go here in a sec. Anyone? Any good questions, guys? Uh, I had, oh, yeah. So that's what I skipped over earlier. Like, what do you think is the most important quality of an FC or like an underrated quality? What do you think? Just a general question. An underrated quality for an FC? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's interesting. I mean, you could say like all the basics, like calmness under pressure, knowledge of the game. No, uh, I don't know. That's like. I mean, you kind of said it earlier with the Pi thing. Maybe yeah. that's an underrated yeah, quality. Yeah, I, I think I think understanding Pipha and how to use it is is very underrated. Just having the numbers in your head a little bit. You know, that's also where support FCs come in very uh, often. Like, for example, we have like guys. That like the 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 whole pifing and the stuff the the you know the theory crafting part way more than FC in themselves. For example, a guy like uh, Fultz, 
I'm not sure if he's watching, but Falz is one of those guys. Hey, like, what's the lowest resist on this and this? Boom, he knows it, right? It's, like, super useful to have a guy like that always in your FC team a little bit. Or, like, what's the range, lock range, uh, missile range, whatever range, right? Like, to have guys around that always know all the thingies, if you get surprised by a doctrine, let's say Foons, nobody uses Foons. I, I guess I know kind of what range they have, but I don't know exactly. And with the fit they use and all that stuff so uh, you know it's good to to have people uh, around that can yeah alrighty um <laughs> all mechas coming on with the host just uh just the moment i was about to shut down and say hey <laughs> there should be the ccp stream coming on any moment guys i'm gonna send you i'm basically waiting for them to get online so i can send you guys over nice. And then uh, I'm sure on Mecca talked about it before. Like you should donate Plex for goods, right? Make sure you do that. Uh, I mean, what you're going to do with ISK? You know what I mean? I think you said it earlier too. Um, you don't even have any ISK or assets or whatever. Like I never, I've never been rich in, in EVE or whatever. Uh, I've got plenty of ISK, but I always thought it's overrated to have a ton of ISK. It's not. It's, you know, it doesn't do much for you, you know, get all the things you need. And once you got that, it should be fine. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, well, like, I mean, obviously I get, uh, SRP on my FC ships and I don't do anything else other than SRP. I mean, FC. So it, it, it it's, uh, it's frustrating sometimes. Like, um, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, like sometimes I want to buy some things, but I really, I just, <laughs> FCing it like FCing and you know kind of organizing alliance as you know is it it takes up as much time as you can put into it and I don't have enough time to put into it so when would I have the time to solo PvP or do any of this stuff like I already ignore I already neglect some of the things that I'm supposed to be doing just from lack of time so like I don't, I don't have time to solo PvP or go run what are the shit the kids are doing these days the uh the abyssal shit or whatever it is or the the, the low sex sites i don't know i don't have time for that shit yeah um uh, for the guys who wanted like yeah i've got the sounds off uh for alerts and stuff like this especially on the podcast version which is by the way now on spotify like so it was on spotify before but it took a little bit of time because the talking stations guys who do that for me um which i'm very uh, thankful for uh, they had some issues going on and so it took a, a long time so we have one guy now like he uploads it like 24 hours later because twitch has this rule in place for live content right you can't post that anywhere else uh, within 24 hours so it's going to be on spotify and stuff and then having the uh, twitch alerts and stuff on it's li slightly disturbing and also for me it's distracting too right so i turned those uh, off but you know much appreciated uh any follows uh subs or hosts or whatever obviously right and then let's see someone said ccp is up i didn't see it yet up oh, that is all right guys then i would just say thanks for showing up uh pgl and um i think there was some some interesting stuff and i yeah, hope you guys th all enjoyed it thanks for having me uh, two hours went by quick i didn't even realize it was two hours yeah you know what that's surprising to me too like when i started this i always thought talking in stations and so on it's always a little bit short because people just warm up within an hour 
and I was worried that it takes too long if I do two hours. But uh, yeah, they always go by quick. So yeah, was easy to talk to you. So guys, let's raid CCP. Let's see what they have to do. I have to say, I think um, it's gonna be Convict doing the roam first, and then he's gonna talk about the whole Plex for Good thing. So thanks again. Thanks for the support, guys, and uh, see you on the other side. Yeah.